Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 123 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. We have two segments for you this week. Kicking the show off, Alex and a returning Tyler talk all about Inazuma 11, the soccer RPG on the 3DS. And after that, Don hosts another game show, this time focused on the months of January and February. And as contestants, he has me and Addison. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to a brand new segment of Nintendo World Report Connectivity. I'm your host tonight, Alex Kulafi, and joining me is Nintendo World Report alumni, Tyler Olu, uh, currently the proprietor of StickItInYourPocket.com. How are you doing, Tyler? I am good, and thanks for inviting me. I retired from the podcast world ever since my love for podcasting killed my sister. You know what? I am surprised because... I talk to you quite a bit uh, online, but for all the people you have recorded with, we have never recorded together. Yeah, I think we sk- you and I were supposed to talk. I think we were. I think it was um, Virtue's Last Reward, right? I could have swore that we were like we should talk about that, and then it took me a million years to beat the game, so it never happened. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's actually half of connectivity segments. It's a, <laughs> hey, we should talk about that at some point, and then <laughs> sometimes, however. We actually do end up talking what we expect to talk about. And this week we are talking about Inazuma 11, the recently released soccer RPG. Uh, now in North America for the first time, it released on February 13th in its, 3D, in its 3DS remake form uh, of the original 2008 DS game. And it was announced on the day of the Nintendo Direct. Now I know that it was like leaked on Nintendo's website beforehand... But were you surprised that Inazuma 11 was finally coming to North America? Yeah, like, with the, you know, the weird leak, even then it was kind of like, it was like, well, how's it being released? Like, I and what was going to be released? It was just Inazuma 11, which did nothing right. for me. I had no idea. So I was, like, really shocked. Uh, when it was taken down, um, a part of me did think maybe it was a mistake or it mm-hmm. was something like, it was up to level five more so, and they jumped the gun, and I don't know. Who knows? It was like, it, when it came to Inazuma 11, I couldn't expect anything, because it's been so long. It, right. it felt like a fever dream. Yeah, it, it was, I was personally surprised, not only that Inazuma 11 was coming out, but that they pulled a, a Dylan's Rolling Western, or <laughs> a, a Steel Diver Sub Wars, I guess, if you want to be more recent, and they straight up dropped it immediately after the presentation of the Direct. Which I thought was really great because uh, I think I think the great thing about that is that a lot of people watching that Nintendo Direct, knowing that Inazuma Eleven's coming out for the first time, they're probably going to be excited and buy it before they can actually think about the fact that they're buying an RPG they probably haven't heard that much about. So I know I, think, I bought it, and and I was like, and after buying, it, I was like, wait, which in, Inazuma Eleven I, am I even going to be playing right now? I had no idea. <laughs> it was it was a bit of an impulse for you, I bet, right? It was just like, it was completely reactionary. I ran out to the store and got a gift. I was at home, I did no research, bought a, bought a eShop card and raced home. Oh, so you don't, you don't put your card in? Oh, no, I just like, I guess at the time I was probably just like, man, I'd rather not use my credit card. I'll just be a weirdo and buy an eShop card. I can't blame you. Uh, <laughs> personally, though, I am a little surprised that this is finally its first time in North America, mm-hmm. because it was renowned for its success in Japan and Europe. Yeah, I remember, I believe it was around the time that it did come out in Europe, that it was kind of like, okay, we're waiting 
maybe it's the World Cup, and that's when they're going to do it. And I'm, I feel like it was 2010 when it came out in Europe, the first Inazuma 11 on DS, and I could be completely off, but I feel like that was around the world, the last World Cup or whatever it was. I don't even know. But anyways, it related, and that's when I felt it was probably going to come here, and it just never came. And I even dealt with possibly importing it, but you had to import the UK version, I believe it was. Like, no, not just a, like a carte blanche uh, European version, but the UK version, because that was the only one that had English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh... And, and another thing they do with the North American version is that they have completely new voice talent. Mm-hmm. And, like, the purpose of that voice talent, I guess, is to not have a British accent and to not use the word football. Because mm-hmm. in this game, they do say soccer. Uh, they don't say football, despite the fact that it comes from two territories that say either football or an equivalent of football. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. And you know what? This very uh, version released on the European eShop, like, the exact same day as here in America. And it's the exact same English-America-localized uh, version. So even though you're getting it in the UK, they'll still say soccer, what? even though they already have the DS version. I had That's new to me. I, I had no idea that that happened. Did they not get the compilation, like, with all three on it? They did not. Uh, in oh. fact, the third in a Zuma 11 game, they only got on 3DS, despite the fact that it was originally a DS game, if I remember mm, correctly. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. And there's, like, three versions of the third game. There was yeah. two on DS and one on the 3DS, and they only... Okay. <laughs> it's pretty it's, weird. It's a crazy-ass series. It's apparently extremely story-driven, but that we can talk about when we talk about the actual game, which we are doing right now. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the Mario RPGs of old, I would say, in the sense that it is a uh, uh, a sports game, it is very skill-based in the sports uh, mechanics, but it also has a lot of RPG sensibilities. It has the stats, it has item uses. You can grind to uh, level up and boost your stats. And then there are special moves that may or may not take up a mana bar. And I, I think my first impression of this game, even though it is a soccer game uh, that's an RPG, in some ways it's more an RPG game than it is a soccer game. Like, it's, it's yeah. more of a JRPG game that happens to be about soccer in some ways. <laughs> I, like, 100% agree. It's like, it could it could be a lot of different sports with the same mechanic, like, as it played out. It's just, soccer is just so, it makes much more sense in terms of worldwide popularity and stuff like that, so, yeah. I, I guess to describe the gameplay... It's kind of like a management simulator. Uh, like, you're not directly controlling a player like you are doing in FIFA or NHL or any other sports games. The game goes on regardless of what you do, but you can manage the team, basically. So you can use the stylus to tell specific characters where to go, and you can designate uh, what moves they do. Like, let's say uh, you're an offender, you're on the offense, offense, and you go against a defender. And it stops, and it says, do you want to try to dodge this player, or do you want to try to charge past them? And if you charge past them, you have a better chance of getting the ball past them, but you might lose the ball in the process. But if you choose dodge out of the two options, you uh, you have uh, you will keep the ball if you get past them, but you have a lower chance of getting past them. Like There's a higher chance of them actually taking the ball away from you if you click uh, dodge. And it's very much a game of chance. Like, are you going to pick the uh, the more risky, the risk versus reward kind of option, or are you going to be on the safe side and uh, you might have a negative side effect or two? And that uh, expands directly into the goalie playing and the kicking. 
Like, uh, when you're a striker, you can choose, do you want to shoot or do you want to do a chip shot? The chip shot is slower, but it has a higher chance of getting past the goalie, where a, uh, a regular shot, you just basically fire it directly at the net. And goalie, you can either catch it, and uh, you have a lower chance of catching the ball, but you will have it in your possession, or you can straight up punch it and have a higher chance. And yeah, I, I don't know what your impressions on this are, but it it's very much a game of chance uh, in addition to the RPG sensibilities. Yeah, it, it, it's all about building your team. It, like, There's uh, like hundreds and hundreds of, char- of little uh, characters you can use to build your team. There's a there's an element system. There's four elements, and you know mm-hmm. each one's stronger than another and, or weak to another one. So you, when you come in those situations where you come across a defenseman and maybe um, it's a game of chance, but if your element is stronger, like, and I remember it's not as simple as being like water beats fire. I know it, there's like, it's like wind and uh, earth and it's really bizarre. But anyways, um, but if your element is stronger than his, uh, then you have a higher chance of getting past them. And, and the other interesting element is that there's like um, uh, style points or or maybe it's fatigue points. Yeah, I think it's like fatigue points, and that's that's kind of like almost like um, like magic points where uh, it, it it goes up and down depending on what you choose to do. And players can fatigue themselves. Fatigue points. They can lose points and they get tired. So you can use items to replenish them. But um, I believe it's only like between games. So it's you have to really manage your team and make sure that you're making use of uh, your team properly. Yeah, it's. Um... I, I think what you can also do with these points, this mana bar, is that you can use these extremely crazy special moves. Like <laughs> uh, like the first one you unlock God is hand? your star striker. Oh, yeah. You literally summon a dragon and use the power of dragons to fire your ball into the net. And it has these this super elaborate uh, 3D cutscene that comes with it. And there's a lot of crazy ones. Like some of them are um, like you summon the power of the gods. Which is which is more of a late power, uh, but you can do this crazy magic infused stuff that's extremely elaborate, extremely yeah. extravagant, and uh, it, and you you just you just get to watch this cutscene of your opponent's goalie just not knowing what to do, yeah. and the ball literally goes through them using the power of magic. <laughs> and like each and every time, it's like Final Fantasy summons where like you you have to watch it, like Final Fantasy Seven summons where it's like every time you do the move, it plays this lengthy cinematic. Oh yeah, but I still like to watch them every single time. <laughs> I think I think that the, the third time I've used, I use God Hand, I'm like, okay, I think I've seen enough God Hand. You can you can stuff now. And yeah, yeah, it's not just the strikers who can use it. Like the goalie God Hand is a uh, is a power you can get where you summon a huge hand to uh, that is the size of a goal to actually block the goal from a yeah. ball. Yeah. And if you're uh, you're an offensive or a defensive or a midfielder, there are little powers you can use too to get past the goalie. Yeah. And just to better describe like the the how the game plays out is like uh, the, game, the the events are really short. It's not like you're committing to this half hour block of time well however long a real soccer match is probably like two games hours are like 10 minutes total. Yeah, the games are very short and uh, they're from an overhead perspective almost and it's 2D and so you kind of have um maybe like a quarter view of the field at a time. You can you can move it around though, but the amount of control you have is 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 really impressive. Uh, that always that caught me off guard. I noticed that when you get in those those situations where you're tasked with making a decision of you know like ta- of tackling the player or or charging them or or whatever, um, you can also 
place where you want the ball to go if it goes into your possession. So that way you can pass it to another player immediately. And then if you tap a, a second person to tap to before the ball even gets to the first person, then it then it just immediately does it without any sort of pausing. And it, 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 the game can be like a lot at once. Like when I, I know when I first played, it throws a lot at you. And, uh, like, one thing that's really beneficial is that you can call, like, timeouts, which is basically just pauses the action. You can get a better sense of the team, of the field and the positions of the team. It's all, it, 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 it seems like it's a lot, but they actually give you just as many tools to kind of slow yourself down and plot, yourself, plot your moves out. Yeah, if you do choose to buy this game, and, like, even if we make it sound complicated, it has a learning curve, but it's by no means impossible to overcome. It usually just takes, maybe you'll have to replay the second boss a couple times to, like, get the grasp of it. Yeah, it's I know a, I did, yeah. Yeah, it's a system of learning how to manipulate it. You have to learn how the stats work, and you have to learn how this game of chance works. And it's not that hard. Like, if you go to the pause menu, uh, there is an option somewhere that looks like it shouldn't be the manual, but it is the manual that basically says what everything is. And one thing I did to learn how this game works, because, like, like I said, it is kind of complicated in some ways, GameFAQs has a lot of stuff because it was released in Europe a long time ago, and a lot of people are learning the game now just like you, it's very easy to look up, like, what do the stats mean and what do these two chances mean? Uh, and to, to just figure out what the game is. Um, it, I think that's why this game is very love it or hate it for some people. Like, uh, uh, Freelancer, Serene McNulty, and Zach Miller, um, they ended up on probably the opposite side of us. They were a little down on the game. You'll see Zach's review sooner or later, maybe by the time this goes up. Um, I think how much you love this game, a lot of it comes down to how comfortable you are with dealing with that learning curve, how you tackle the learning curve when it approaches you. Because I can see some people just giving up immediately or just fucking hating it and hating how the management system works. But like me, and I presume like you, once you finally figure out how it all works, it's very easy to fall in love with. It's very easy to fall in love with this weird uh, JRPG management soccer system that is very much about learning how to manipulate the game. I think with with sports games, like you're made like, and it is, it is in 11, it's a soccer game. But when you play it, as you said, it's more of a JRPG. So when the, the on-field action, it looks weird. It moves at a very odd pace. Like, these players are moving down the pitch very slowly. Like, And when you're like, oh, well, I'll move this guy over here to intercept the ball. It, because of the, the pacing and the character movement and how slow they are, like, it all looks really weird. And you may not oh, – it, it, it's just not as – you don't have a direct control over it or – Nothing's as instantaneous as you may think would happen in, in the sports game. But this is a JRPG, so there's checks and balances in place to make sure the flow works out. And that way, it's not just, you know, this crazy nonstop action that's always happening. And, and you can control, stop a player on a dime and get them going the other direction. It's all very, it's all very uh, methodical. Yeah, it, it can get very jarring at first. Because mm -hmm. uh, there aren't really any other games like it, despite the fact that it takes inspiration from a lot of other games. Um, I think... This is the type of game you want if you're willing to sit down a game, sit down with a game for a few hours and look at what it has to offer and try things out, not get too discouraged if you lose a couple matches. This game is not for people who want to get into it and perfectly understand it immediately like a, a new Super Mario Bros. game. This is nothing like that. This is, I would say, maybe even a little less uh, easy to approach than some more approachable JRPGs. Like, this takes a little bit of work to understand the system. 
but I like we can both attest to, it does get very rewarding the more time you put into it. Yeah, and the funny thing too is it's kind of like those uh, those JRPG, um, you know, like the first boss where you're not supposed to beat him, you're supposed to die, uh, and then like some like something else happens. I remember uh, Lost Odyssey on the 360. I I just ran batted my head against the wall, I'm so confused. Why can't I be using up potions? And it was like you're supposed to die, and that happens in this game, like. The game is very cinematic and it's telling a story. So, like in the first few matches, you're like you're just getting scored upon, and that's supposed to happen. And then all of a sudden, it like takes a pause. It it tells some narrative, and all of a sudden you come back and you're you're losing twenty one to nothing. And so it's it's very like why why is this happening? How am I supposed to ever get that high when I can't even get one goal? And it just you know things happen. It's 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 very odd, but it is a JRPG. Or it's 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 insane. And the worst thing about it is that. Uh, I, you're early in the game. I beat all ten chapters, and My you goodness. are in the second or third. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, no, no, which is fine. But the thing that sucks is that it's uh, these story-centric matches are basically the first three matches before it actually allows you to get into regular matches with the uh, the other rival schools who yeah. end up forming like the boss fights of these chapters. Yeah. Uh, like like it's a, it's a very weird structure. Like you uh you go through the story, you talk to NPCs, you go throughout the school and the world, and then at the very end there's another school you have to fight, and that's the boss, and then you move on to the next chapter. Yeah yeah yeah. And there's the the random battles, which are these weird like minute or two minute, maybe even less. Like they're like super quick. It's just either steal the ball three on three. or get the first goal. Like yeah, three on three. It's 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 on a much smaller scale, and it's unfortunate too that the game starts off with the big you know eleven on eleven match where there's like all these people running around the field and you're just kind of coming to grips with it instead of these random matches which are very much smaller scale mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess moving on a little even though we do have much different experiences we should at least touch on the story and presentation mm-hmm. the story is about mark evans an ash ketchum type kid and captain of the inazuma soccer team i guess it's raimon junior high yeah who he's one of these kids like Ash Ketchum who believes in the power of friendship. He <laughs> believes in hard work. He believes in being a great friend. He believes in uh, rags to riches type things. He's he's a big dreamer. He's he's that kind of generic, uh, still kind of charming kid. And he wants to get a shitty ragtag team who's just like fucking playing video games in the locker room. And like the entire game is about him taking this team and bringing it to the national championships and. Uh, attempting to win them. Mm. And it it sounds like a very generic story, but I think it's also a very comfortable story. It's uh it's a story that reminds you a lot of those four kids anime you might have uh watched as a kid or I guess Deke if you're a little older. It's uh <laughs> it, it's, kid it's, looking out his window at nighttime, Deke. <laughs> it's a little hokey uh in its presentation, but the characters are nice. It's it's a very pleasant story to be in. And it's a very nice story, and it's it's a story that gets pretty gripping and crazy too. I don't know what uh, what are your impressions, uh, even uh, maybe a third of the way through. Yeah, uh, I I I really I do enjoy it. I'm not skipping anything by any means. It's very light. It's very warm, but uh, it's it's goofy too. Like in your comparison to po- the, the comparison to Pokemon stands very well. Like there's a lot of NPCs who walk around and just sped out nonsense so you kind of want to talk to them because there's going to be a girl that talks about how wonderful her hair is and <laughs> there's going to be someone talking about how great shorts are or it's just it's just it's very bizarre and 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 uh, uh the funny the thing that that caught me off guard was just like 
what a piece of garbage you are. Like when you walk around the school, like people have no respect for you or the soccer team, mm-hmm. and yet the like the mathletes are like calling you gar- are calling you like just trash. <laughs> and like ev- ev- basically, ev- as you walk around, these random battles are generally like generally fought against like other teams. Like a tennis team is willing to put up their rackets and don soccer shoes just to show you how terrible a soccer team you are. Um, so it's, it's very cute. I like, I like it a lot. I, and it's the, like you said, the presentation is nice and the story unfolds nicely. There's a, there's a lot of weird, there's a blog that you can read that a girl keeps and yep. the same guy comments all the time. The same exact soccer yeah, player comments really on weird. every single one. He's kind of, he's the only commenter. I mean, it's kind of freaking me out, but yeah, it's really no, good. It, yeah. Even if it's it, predictable, it's fun. They, like the characters, the teams you fight are all very, like, there's a very early on, there's an occult team. And they're like mummies and kids wearing Jason masks and lake monsters. It's just and Frankenstein's. It's all very bizarre, but it it keeps you engaged and the writing is good and they keep it in tune with those kind of characters. Like it'll be lots of puns and it's 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 goofy, but it's fun. And those soccer teams like get fucking crazy. Like oh, uh, like there's the occult one who can literally fucking levitate a ball. To, yeah, that uh, the goalie cuts the ball in half. And then there's one that that I guess I it's a, it's like a soon you'll fight this team soon. Uh, there's this there's this team of kids who are basically feral almost who are basically wild animals. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then there's there's a gorilla guy who's the <laughs> captain of the team who and like all these people will summon the power of animals to fight you. Nice. And it, it's all it's all really ridiculous and fun. This game like the Pokemon comparisons go even further because the world is really ridiculous like. Like how Pokemon is a world that's generally decently grounded in reality, except everyone's obsessed with Pokemon, with these animals, like, beyond anything else. Uh, Inazuma Eleven's kind of like that, where the world, if you take the soccer away, it's a perfectly realistic and normal, uh, plain, pleasantly plain, JRPG world. But... Everyone treats soccer like it is the most important thing in the world. The antagonists who you've seen, uh, Royal Academy, at least at this point, mm-hmm. are these guys who are literally willing to do anything to win. Even though it's a bunch of middle schoolers, it's ran by this one really creepy old guy who, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, you'll find this out soon enough, oh, yeah. who is literally willing to attempt to kill people, including children, <laughs> just to uh, just to win a single soccer game. And it's not like winning the soccer game gets him a million dollars. He just wins the soccer game. Nice. And, and that, that's the only thing, but he's, he's still willing to kill people just to achieve victory. <laughs> like at one point in the game, about halfway through, he literally poisons a town's water supply with military-grade chemicals. Hmm. Just in the hopes that he will take the team out. <laughs> it, oh, it's man. it's an amazing. It's it's crazy to a pretty amazing uh, extent. Um, and it's all fucking middle schoolers too. That's the crazy thing about Pokemon. Yeah, like how how it's like these ten year olds who are going out into the wilderness to raise a team of monsters. Mm-hmm. It's in Azuma Eleven are these middle schoolers who are using the power of magic to avoid their own death and win the literal na- national championships. Yeah. I think it's awesome. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it's... um. I, I guess we should move on a little. We <laughs> should close it out. We should say, how much we like this game. How much do you like this game, Tyler? I like it a lot. I I adore it. I think it's it's very fun, and it's just... 
it's just what I want. It's, it's super weird. It's not conventional at all. It's not this. It's not even the soccer game I thought it was going to be. It's just something else. Like, it's it, it controls. It's super weird, and I don't know. That's that's the appeal of it. It's so it's you know having to come to grips with something, having to having to relearn something. It's it's interesting, and and once you get down to it, you you realize like all the control you have, and and it's just like any other jrpg where you're building a team and you're carefully managing like who's on that team and what positions you want them to play and you scout for new players it's it's excellent (laughs) and you got to realize like if any of this intimidates any anyone it's still a children's game at the end of the day (laughs) like even though we're like we're hyping it up a little as it's got a learning curve it's still it's far from impossible it's not even dark souls and dark souls and that isn't that atrociously hard to get into it just it has a little bit of a learning curve and it requires a bit of patience. But at the end of the day, it is like a twenty hour game that costs like twenty dollars and you can get it on the eShop right now. Yeah. And I think I think it's really fun. I think it's really endearing. I think it has a type of gameplay that you won't find anyone anywhere else. And if you're like a cranky old bastard like me who's so tired of <laughs> all the sequels to games that you've played a thousand times before. I know, we fight try... up better all the time. Exactly, exactly. But we still play the Yakuza series, which is still which are still games released annually. Uh, anyways, it is it's a very endearing game. It's made for people, I think. In my opinion, if you're tired of these games that are just sequels upon sequels upon sequels, try Inazuma Eleven because it's something cool. And it is something different. Yeah, play this one, and then we'll get, se- and hopefully we'll get sequels and sequels and sequels to this one. Uh, I would like to know where you think this is, where this is heading. Like, I'm very, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like concerned. I guess, like, is the word you'd use. I'm not, I'm not having sleepless nights about it. But um, <laughs> the, the, the game is, as we said, it's very story driven. I believe it's, a, it's, it's one trilogy and then followed up by another trilogy. So I don't know where we're going next. I don't know if this is going to be a piecemeal thing where we're going to get one after the other. And then, you know, the game improves. So I'd like to play, you know, like, whoa, what's, what are these improvements? But my concern is that, like, how far will it how far will we get with this? Like, are we going to get to the 3DS games, like the nat- like the, the natively 3DS games, or are we going to just, it's going to peter out? It's it's really interesting to see what Level 5's commitment to it is, if it can succeed and sell. Hopefully it does. I think uh, an interesting analog for this is Danganronpa, mm-hmm. which, Danganronpa, which was released for the PlayStation Vita recently uh, in North America for the first time, and its sequel is coming out like six months later. And I hope that's kind of what they do with Inazuma 11, because I hope it's not that impossible to localize the second and third one, since there is since there are English translations in at least some capacity. Uh, I really hope I don't have to wait a year in between Inazuma 11 games, because I like them a lot. Especially because uh, after Inazuma 11 1, you have to play 2 and you have to play 3. You can't just jump from 1 to the 4th one to the 2nd one. It's a very story-driven game, and like they kind of have to be played in order. Yeah. So I really hope that they realize this, and I, and I hope the game's successful. I hope some of you people buy it, and I hope some of you people love it. And I hope uh, Level 5 is inspired to put more games like this out, uh, because that would be really great. All right, everybody, I think that'll be a segment for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me, Tyler. Oh, thanks for having me. 
No problem. I want to do this again at some point. Oh, no problem. Well, I'm sure we'll play another weird, and maybe we'll play Yumi's Odd Odyssey. Maybe that, that'll be something that might draw us together. Who knows? <laughs> that might be the next one, Yumi and Ronahan. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so where can we find you? Oh, where well, can we find you? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter, at Tyler Olu. Uh, Olu is O-H-L-E-W. And I run a site, um, stickitinyourpocket.com. And it's all portable games. So you got your Inazuma 11, and you got your Danganronpa. It's all handhelds. I love them. And if you want, like, a journalist-ass website, like, Tyler's doing the real journalism over there. He's getting the real interviews. He doesn't even take review copies. He's doing, he's, he's the one doing the real shit. If you're tired of worrying about paid reviews, his website barely even has any reviews. I don't even really write reviews. (laughs) It's just like impressions of like nearly finished games. I'll be like, I'll just write how I feel about it. (laughs) So if you like your handheld shit, go to stickitinyourpocket.com because it is really sweet. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. I didn't know you felt this way. (laughs) I, I, I'm a lover of good content. Yay. And your website counts as good content. Okay, so that will do it for today. Bye, guys. Bye. Hello everyone, and this is the quiz. We're back. It's the quiz for January and February of 2014. It's the new year. The first two months are over. And with me, we have new two test subjects. I mean contestants. I totally meant contestants. (laughs) Um, First off, we have one that returns in the form of the loser of last time. It's Scott Thompson. (laughs) Uh, thank you. Glad to be back so I can avenge myself. Great that you want to be back. (laughs) (laughs) After what happened last time. It was so exciting that I don't know if we can can kind of top it. Um, (laughs) And then we have a new contestant. It is Addison. Howdy, everybody. I'm here to top it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Record Ralph, I'm going to top it. Yep. (laughs) Great. Uh, as usual, we have four rounds, just like the last time. We have a news round, we have a music round, we have a special round, which is going to be about Mario platformers. Ooh. And then the fourth one is going to be the nasty Defend the Indefensible, just like the last one. And it's going to hurt people's souls and minds, just like the last time. It's going to be incredible. Yay. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Let's jump in. So the first round is the news round, and these are 15 questions about, well, the first two months of the year, January, February. It's nothing more straightforward than that. Well, at least I hope so. Um, Let's begin. So if you want to say an answer, just jump in, and uh, you're good to go. Um, So the first question is, 
What was worldwide the first first party release of the new year? Dr. Luigi. That was the end of 2013. So I'm going to say... Was that not on January 1st? It was the 31st. I'm going to say Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. No. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a hint. It was in Japan. It was for the 3DS. Hmm. No? I have no idea. No. It was Kirby Triple Deluxe. Oh, uh, yeah. It was January 9th of 2014. Like one, like 10 days of New Year, we already had a 3DS game. Uh, second question. Nintendo said that this developer could go on to potentially work with Miyamoto. Retro Studios? That is correct. Third question. The leading part of the company in Japan reduced sales expectations for the Wii U. How much did they originally thought to sell? Nine million units. That's correct. Do you also know what the expectations are now? 2.8 million units. <laughs> I'm going to give no, you... that's what it actually sold, I think. No, that was the word expectations now. You're totally correct. Okay. Uh, Michael Pector, responsive as ever... Gotta love the guy. Uh, recommended this to Nintendo while they developed their next system. Charging 99 cents for higher Mario jumps? No, that was not Michael Pector. Uh, oh. <laughs> it could have been <laughs> totally a Michael Pector thing, though, but it was not Michael Pector. So we're going to give this over to Scott. Do you have any idea? Uh, no, I mean, I guess what maybe developed for mobile or platforms or iPhone is all I can think of. What had to do with releasing games on other platforms, but on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Mm. Mm. Which is a very suggestive thing. Um, Sakurai announced changes for attack and defense options for this mechanic in Super Smash Bros. Is it the cliffhang? Yes, that's correct. Oh, you're kind of rocking us today. Um, <laughs> this piece of software was finally released after fans had to wait for additional weeks due to some issues. Pokemon Bank. My lord. Uh, is Scott ever going to give an answer today? <laughs> I don't know. My, my lord. Um, a major 3DS title was announced at the end of January for the West and will be heading our way in 2015. Which game am I talking about? Persona Q? Monster Hunter 4? Mm, that's good. that's another point for Alice. <laughs> <laughs> um, this third-party Wii U game was delayed and is not releasing at the same time as other consoles. Oh, Watch Dogs. That is correct. Hey, I got hey you have a point. <laughs> it's so great. Iwata hopes to display this side of things of the this side of things of the Wii U during E3 2014. Oh, the NFC, NFC the near field communication. That one is for Scott. <laughs> Iwata also discussed that a certain system will be coming to the virtual console on Wii U. Which system? DS. Again, another another point for Scott. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal said that this Nintendo 3DS title from Japan will be coming to the West pretty soon. Which title? 
Hmm. Who who reported it? Wall Street Journal. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. Tomodachi Collection. Um, this alternate take on the Sonic on Sonic the Hedgehog will be coming on the short term to Wii U and Nintendo 3DS. Sonic Boom. <laughs> That's a tie, I think. <laughs> now, uh, Scott, uh, Scott started that sentence just a sec earlier. <laughs> just a sec, though. It was really close. I will give you that. Um, Sonic Boom and the Adventure of Roid Rage Knuckles. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nintendo UK decided to start a certain promotion in their country. Which demographic are they hoping to get? Oh, jeez. I don't even know what the promotion is, but I, I guess I'll guess girls. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, the Nintendo okay. Girl, the, oh, the, yeah. the Nintendo Girls Club. Oh, okay. I figured it's either what, girls or old people. So I was like, well, let's just see. <laughs> a dedicated YouTube channel just for the women in our lives. Um, which games were announced or discussed or talked about either way during the February Nintendo Direct? You get a point for each, and region does not matter. Weapon Shop Deomase. Okay, that's one point for Edison. Mario Golf. Okay. X. <laughs> point for Scott. Bayonetta 2. Point for Edison. Inazuma 11. Point for Edison. Steel Divers Sub Wars. Point for Edison. Um, Scott, do you have anything to name? I know there was more, but I actually missed this Nintendo Direct, and so I'm like trying to desperately remember what I read later, but I don't, I don't remember anymore. Okay, there are any more guesses? Then we move on to the final question of this round. Nintendo is set to terminate two services. Which are those? Uh, th- DS Online and Wii Online. That's one service. That's Wi-Fi connection, man. Oh, okay. Nintendo Video? Yeah, Nintendo Video. That service that everybody uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've got all my hot shit from Nintendo Video. <laughs> At the end of the first round, seven points for Scott, 12 for Edison. <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it would be, actually. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yes, and everything is still to play for as we move on to the music. Music round, and uh, we have two packs again, and each have five songs. And this time, the theme is platforming games. Um, so we already have decided beforehand uh, the 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 way we're going to do packs. And the first pack is for Addison, and the the goal is to recognize the game, but also to recognize the hardware it is played on. Um. Both are worth point. Both are worth one point, uh, and we're going to start listening. Um, to, just to to sway away any confusing, the the Super Mario Brothers part is not part of the of the soundtrack thing. 
It ju- I thought, thought that might be a little too easy. <laughs> I, I just found the better intro. It's also not the regular version of the Super Mario Bros. song, because I used it from PictoPict from the Desire game. So, hey, there you go. Um, <laughs> let's begin. That was the first pack. Um, and Edison, do you recognize any of them? I've got one. Okay. It's Super Mario Brothers 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That is correct. But you don't have any other of them? That's no. it? That's it? Yep. That's it. Okay. Then it goes over to Scott. 
someone hasn't been playing uh, two great platformers that have come out this uh, past year. Um, the first one was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Wii U. Uh, oh, was it? Oh, was it the original? Oh, okay, so it was Donkey Kong Country then on the Super Nintendo. Uh, or okay, Donkey Kong Country Two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Either way, yeah, I don't get a point for that. Really, it sounded like the new one. That's crazy. I guess that yeah, shows how much dude. they kind of that, 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 that sound in the new one. But that's that's the power of David Wise, huh? That just shows how good that soundtrack was on Super Nintendo. That I just confused it with the the Wii U version. Yeah. So good. Uh, well, then the second one was Rayman Legends on the Wii U. That is correct too. Yeah. Okay. And then the fourth one, I didn't. Were these just two D platformers, or could they be three D platformers too? They could be all of them, really. Okay. The last one, or the fourth one, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I thought maybe Mario Galaxy on the Wii. Nope. It, it no. was a Wii game, so you get that point. Oh, do I get a point for that? <laughs> yeah, you get you get a point for knowing it's a Wii game. Oh, okay, cool. But but it's uh, not Mario Galaxy. Um, should I reveal the answer right now? Ah, uh, sure. Go because in the fifth game, I I, di- I didn't know the fifth game. So the fourth one was a boy and his blob. Oh yeah, I should have known that. I love that game. Yeah, it's one of my, that song is one of my favorites. Uh, the fifth one was Shantae and Game Boy Color. Oh okay. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have done that. Okay. So that were the five. The other ones you weren't even recognized. So I didn't have much work this time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the, that second pack, huh? Which um, is the first for Scott. So let's move on.
there was the second pack, and what the pack it was, huh? Um, so I think it's on Scott to see if he can recognize one of them. Sure. Uh, well, the first one was Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U. That is incorrect. <clears throat> incorrect? Yeah. What? What was it? Come on, be logical. If Do it's, I get a chance it's, to answer? Yeah, you go ahead, then. Okay. Um, number one is Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS. That is correct. Oh, that makes sense. Damn it. Okay. Okay, second one is uh, back to Scott. <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't sure. It sounded familiar. I, I guess Ice Climbers on the NES? Well, you get a point for recognizing it's the NES. Okay. Uh, but familiar. Um, do you have any idea, Edison? No? No. That was Adventure Island. Mm, okay, there you go. One of the first platformers I've ever played. Uh, the third one. I had no idea, so I just guessed Sonic Colors on the Wii. Wow, you did it! Did I really? It was yeah. kind of upbeat, wow. so I was like, it's probably some Sonic bullshit. <laughs> I, and I, was like, it's, I don't think it's the most recent Sonic game, so I was like, well, oh, we'll go Sonic well, Colors. Well, that that game I really love and really love that soundtrack. So that's um, awesome! Wow. Cool. Um, <laughs> that, that 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 music is super super catchy. So yeah, it, it was pretty good. Yeah, um, that entire soundtrack never, is really amazing. If you can break it down, game. Wow, that's crazy. Well, it's 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 a, it's a better game than Solid Lost World. I will say that. Oh yeah, no, I hear <laughs> not it. difficult. Um, the fourth one I didn't know until the very end when I heard like the hook. Is it Donkey Kong Land on Game Boy? That is correct. Yeah, I, I had no idea, and then I heard that like familiar Donkey Kong music, and I was like, there it is. Uh, and then the last one, I have no idea. You any idea, Edison? Uh, the last one, Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo. That is correct. Oh, wow. So, well, we had a pretty good second round there, except for Adventure Island. <laughs> um, So, at the end of the second round, I kind of have to smile a bit. Because the score is seventeen eighty. One point advantage. Yeah, one point advantage for Edison. Wow, I closed the gap. Yeah. And there's so much to play for in the special <laughs> round. is about Mario platformers. This is a special round. It's going to be special because it has Mario now in it. Actually, it should be now super round. But oh well, whatever. 15 questions about various Mario games starting from the early days at Donkey Kong till Super Mario 3D World right now. Uh, these are going to be random things. They could be facts. They could be common sense from the video game. They could be something interesting. You never know for sure. It's a bit like the news run in that sense. <laughs> so let's jump in. This iconic feature was not present in the original Donkey Kong game during development. Is it, Is it the, the hammer? hammer? No. It's more iconic than the hammer. Jumping? Yeah. Wow. Originally, when uh, they were developing the game, um, they had no intent at... Um, putting a jump in, but then Miyamoto and the team asked, 
What would you do if barrels would come at you? You would jump over them, and that's how the jump came to be. Huh. So the original is like the Zelda remix? From NES remix, where you're Link? Yeah, kinda. Hmm. <laughs> um... The uh, the second question, according to a study in America, playing this Mario title will make you more helpful in real life. That it would make you more helpful in real life. Which yeah. Would that even be? Well, you have to think about the Mario game where you have to be helpful. New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii? No. Thinking if it's one of these crazy ones, like, I don't know, like one of the Super Nintendo ones starring Luigi or something. Mario um, is missing. Yeah, exactly. Like something no, like that. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to be. It, 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 it's it's a main Mario game, a main 3D Mario game. Mario 64, or no, probably Mario Sunshine because you're cleaning all the graffiti or whatever. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good point. Uh, the first question: Even though you fight Bowser eight times in original Mario Brothers, there's something interesting about the first seven. What? Um, they aren't Bowser. That is correct. It's as straightforward as that. <laughs> all, all the all the Koopa links from Super Mario Bros. Three, at least in the West, are named after what exactly? Musicians. Oh, composers. Oh, yeah, composers. I was gonna say musicians. Actually, uh, some are not strictly composers. Okay. Um, question five. Princess Peach was considered a playable character in New Super Mario Bros. Wii, but the idea was ultimately shut down. Any reason why? Uh, they, they felt like her controlling her would yeah. be too different and too hard to program. That is one reason. Can you think of another reason? I will give you a point, though. Don't worry. Miyamoto said that Mario should be about Mario rescuing the princess. No. Um, is it going to be a bit trickier, that one? Uh, okay. Apparently, there were difficulties animating her dress. Mm. Huh. So that's why they didn't do it. <laughs> what was the final discovery in the Western version of Super Mario Bros. 2? Oh, that Mario's sleeping the whole time. Okay. That's not exactly what I'm searching for. Yes, he's okay. sleeping. I but thought he you were was... asking for the ending of the yeah, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll ask, I'll, ask, I'll ask you for the ending, but he's sleeping, but he was. Dreaming? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> the, the, entire, the entire game was streamed up. Yep. That's, what I was, that's what I'm talking about. Not that he was sleeping. God, nobody is interested in that. <laughs> uh, question 7. The Double Cherry power-up of Super Mario 3D World came to, came to be thanks to a mistake during development. What happened? Think about why there too. There's maybe a conclusion to that. Was there an error where it was just mirroring? Yeah, there was an error. Yeah, was an, indeed an error. There were error where two Mario's were accidentally on the screen. <laughs> and that's how the double cherry power up came to be. Hmm. Um, here's maybe a silly question, but when was the original Mar Super Mario Bros. released? 1985. Well, the actual say... the actual date. Oh, okay. I feel like this is like always contested. It's it's. I want to say it's like the month of October, and for some reason I'm thinking it's 84, not 85. Well, you, you say it's a bit contested. Um. Nobody knows. It was a trick question. <laughs> okay. There were, the, nobody actually published data of this information. So nobody right, that's knows. That's what I when... Like, I knew there was a lot of argument about whether or not it was. The, uh... Yeah, that's why I'm going to give you that point. Because oh, it's awesome. because, of your, because of your first sentence there. <laughs> Great. You recognize that the problem was there. 
Um, a single game was published on the Wii disc as a part of of Mario Celebration. Which game? Mario All Stars. Yes. Oh, I remember that travesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the star bits in Super Mario Galaxy are based on something from Japan. What? Rock candy. Yes. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, it's based on candy. I mean, I, I see that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it does look like that. But question eleven: This game started the whole spin-off series in its entirety as a new character was introduced to us proper. Who's this character, and what's the game I'm talking about? Wario Super Mario Land Two. You get both points. That's pretty incredible that you got those. <laughs> I was pretty, I was being pretty vague about it. Uh, this RPG is somewhat of a platformer as it removed the turn-based elements for something more actiony. It was released on the Wii. Super Paper Mario for the Wii. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was the first real 3D game as a handheld, as the first was simply a port. Which game am I talking about? 3D Land? Yes. Remember the segment, Scott? It feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The last question of this round. This DLC debut for Mario title started a whole new character and gives 100 seconds as an additional challenge. New Super Luigi U? Yeah. Yes. And that's the end of that round. You went, you guys went pretty quickly through that one. Um, I'm not going to say the score. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm going to leave it all to play for in the final one. <laughs> Sounds good. As we move on to defend the indefensive. So the final round is, as said, defend the indefensible. I have not given away the final score, uh, so this should make it interesting. And I want to see them work a bit. So we'll see um, who comes out victorious in the end. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Sure, because you wanted to go first last time, but then I'll exchange you. Right. So you go first now. <sighs> and when I um. As usual, when I finish the statement, you have 60 seconds to defend this. Okay? Are you good to go? I'm set. Okay. Zelda 2 is a great game. <laughs> so Zelda 2 is amazing. A lot of people are like, oh, Majora's Mask is the best Zelda because it's so different. Fuck that. Zelda 2 is the most different Zelda game out there. It's side-scrolling. It's hard as shit. Nothing makes sense. Uh, it's just super, super difficult. I mean, even the first game was difficult, but the second one, like, takes the difficulty and just ramps it up 100%. Um, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of fun because it is so difficult and because it is so different. Um, after the second one, they kind of never went back to that format. Um, which you might look at and kind of say, oh, it was bad. It wasn't received well. That's why they've never gone back to it. But they just knew they had a, had a masterpiece when they did it, and there was no way they could iterate on that. They just had to leave Zelda 2 alone and move on and make crappy overhead games and 3D games that just never live up to what Zelda 2 is. Um, yeah, it's just fantastic. 
It's great. And I hope I've talked a minute or close to it. I probably haven't, but that's all I can say about Zelda 2. <laughs> wow, I, 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 I didn't keep time exactly because it was so amazing to hear. <laughs> I feel so sorry. Uh, I don't know if you have been lo- going longer than a minute, but that was amazing. Seriously, okay, thank you. <laughs> that was that was the most amazing statement for Zelda 2 app. Um, <clears throat> Edison, it's your turn for the pain. Oh boy. Retro should only make Donkey Kong Country games forever. Okay, well, Retro Studios is most primarily known for the Metroid series and the Donkey Kong series of recent. Um, and they also did a little bit of work on Mario Kart 7, which the tracks in that game were just too iterative of all the other Mario Kart games. Um, three Metroids are terrible. Um, Metroid's at its best in a 2D form. Uh, Retro is the master of the 2D platformer. Uh, Donkey Kong games are so difficult. They just keep having you play them. Um, the v- look of Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze, and Wii U is just better than anything they could possibly accomplish with a 3D Metroid on the platform. And... <laughs> <laughs> There needs to be a multiplayer competitive Donkey Kong game, and I think they're capable of doing that. And that should be what they're working on right now. Okay. Oh, you did it just with five seconds to go, I think. Uh, uh, I wow. Um, hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. The winner is Scott. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was the final was pretty, point total? Pretty cringeworthy. Yeah. So, or sorry, you did a well enough job for somebody who did it the first time, but Scott was just, <laughs> wow, mm, I will remember this forever. I know, um, you, did, you did leave out the I am error, which is the greatest point of that game. That's true. Yeah. But who cares about it anyway? It's our hey. Just the memes, sir. Just the memes. I got that beautiful gold cartridge sitting across the room right now. There you go. Hmm. So what was the, the final score? So the final, well, thank you for for jinxing me. Thanks a lot, Scott. <laughs> well, you didn't tell us the score last time, so I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> so the final score is, uh, for Edison, it's 24 points. And for Scott, it's 31. Okay, and that was worth five points? Yep. Okay, so I was up two points. Okay, so yeah, either way, that would have decided it. Okay, cool. Yes. Good game. So the winner, he finally got his revenge. The winner Woo! is Scott. The winner is Scott. All right, Scott, have Good you something? To, yeah, Scott, have you something to say for yourself? Um, you know, I just came in mentally prepared this time. I gotta admit, I didn't do much training before the first game, and I think you could tell. Um, so I came in today ready to go. Uh, I've kept my mind right. I've kept my body right. I've been on a good diet. I've been exercising. Um, getting good sleep at night, so I, I was just prepared this time, and I, I think it shows. So. You're taking bullshit lessons for Alex now, are you? <laughs> A little bit. Learn from the best. Edison, do you have something to say for your loss? I don't hate Metroid Prime, I promise. <laughs> They're good games. Yeah, you don't want, you're, this is your first time on the podcast, you don't want that to be like your legacy. <laughs> yeah, please make another game, I hope that's what they're working on right now. And not that Wii Music remake hey, you're he, talking about. He, 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 lo- he loves Metroid, <laughs> even though he's going as far, he loves Metroid on the rim. There you go. <laughs> uh, or, okay. or not, I don't know. Um, 
Well, um, that was a very interesting and enduring quiz. Uh, I want to thank my, both of my guests, which are Scott Thompson, the champion, a lovable man of this podcast. <laughs> Woo! And Edison, which made his podcasting debut for an internet of connect- and VR connectivity. And year Luigi, it's good being number two. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that, that, that's at least a good attitude. I like that. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later. All right, and that will do for episode 123 of Connectivity. As always, you can send us your listener mail to connectivity at attendableleport.com. Uh, we do have a stack of email ready to go for next week, so uh, if you've got some questions, send them in. We are for sure doing a segment next week with listener mail. Uh, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done so already, and follow us on Twitter. Go to nintendoreport.com, look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page, and you find all of our YouTube names there. See you next week.